At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to it. It is time to start up another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can always follow along on the tweets at Danny Burke 5. As for VEASAN, the sports betting network at VEASAN Live on the old Twitter machine. And man, I am pumped for tonight's show because we're going all over the place. If you remember Reed Kuhn last week, he's been on the show and on the network dozens of times. And man, he crushed it last week with his UFC fight night picks, or rather fight afternoon picks because it was across the pond and a little bit earlier in the day but we got a big event UFC 277 to preview and Reed will be joining us momentarily we'll get his top plays throughout the octagon so can't wait for that half hour from now VEASAN's very own Jonathan Von Tobel was a part of the contributions for the college football betting guide Mountain West breakdown we'll hit with JVT in 30 minutes in between that time I got one play on the diamond so one baseball bet tonight that will be in 15 minutes minutes and then 45 from now we will continue our NFL division previews in the AFC West looking at the Broncos tonight what do we expect out of the new look Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett I'll expound on that toward the end of the show Let's go ahead, jump right into it, and bring in our guy Reed Kuhn at Fightnomics, where you can follow him on Twitter. You're going to want to because the man has been crushing it this year. We're looking for a lot of fun tomorrow. Reed, thank you for making some time. As always, much appreciated. And like I said, I mean, we might as well jump right into it because there's a lot of good bouts to look forward to, and we can start with the main event, right? You got Pena and you got Nunez, and Amanda's looking for some revenge here. She's a minus 286 favorite. Pena at about plus 225. 
it seems like, I mean, of course, based on the odds and just general sentiment that you would think Nunez could bounce back here. And at the price of minus 286, do you think that's worth playing to believe that's the case? Yeah, even if we ignore what happened in that last fight, she got submitted. She shocked the world. Um, the GOAT lost. It was one of the biggest upsets in title fight history. But when you watch that fight, Amanda Nunez actually dominated the first round and came close to winning it. And then she fought a little bit sloppy, got into brawling. She got hurt. She made some mistakes. And she proved that at this sport and this level, you can't make a mistake like that. And she got finished. But on paper, she is still the better fighter. She is the more accurate striker, the more powerful striker. And she has much better ground metrics. So even if I never saw that first fight, I would immediately pick Amanda Nunez here. But having seen that fight, I do have to wonder what was wrong in that fight. She claims to have been injured. She had some, you know, she almost didn't go through with the fight. Maybe that explains the performance, uh, but I'm going to stick with the math here. I'm going to stick with Amanda Nunez as the better fighter. I think this time she actually delivers. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking she bounces back and, like you alluded to, delivers. And look, I, I guess, Reed, I, I want to ask you, too, because you and I had this discussion about laying favorites and how much conviction you have and if it's worth doing that. But in your estimation, aside from just you liking Nunez, I mean, just strictly looking at the price, her minus 286 in this spot, would you almost consider that a bargain because of all the accolades that she's accumulated up to this point? Yeah, she seems like a safe bet. And, you know, you look at the other title fight, we have a favorite who's in the minus 200, minus 210 range, Brandon Moreno. And that's not a situation where I'm re I'm really willing to lay the juice on that. So Amanda Nunez, I, I not only see her as a justifiable favorite, I actually see her win probability well above what is implied by the current market. That's why I'm willing to play that bet. And maybe in a more practical sense, I'm going to throw her into some parlays. Uh, but the same is not always true for other favorites. I like it. Well, hey, why don't we get into that fight a little bit? The other title bout here, like you said, Moreno, a big favorite. You're kind of teasing that maybe you wouldn't look to lay the chalk in that situation. Yeah, essentially, you know, I make the odds almost exactly where they are now, maybe even with a slight lean towards Cara France. Um, Kai Cara France, these guys met a while back. This is also a rematch, but both guys were pretty young. They're still pretty young. I still think they're both getting better. The difference is that Kaikar France has proven that he is one of the heavier hitters in that division. He has great hands. Moreno sometimes has been you know, eating punches when he shouldn't. But Moreno, on the other hand, has evolved into a dual-level fighter. He is good with his hands, but he is also much, much more dangerous, probably on the ground compared to on the feet. So stylistically, I like that matchup. I'm usually going to favor the grappler over the striker. So yes, I am leaning towards Brandon Moreno here. But based on the current price, I also acknowledge that he is susceptible. So this is not a situation where I'm going to say justifiable favorite. Let's go bet him like with Nunez. I'm actually probably going to pass on this fight altogether and just bank on the fact that it's going to be pretty close. I think Cara France is going to make this a dogfight. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's move along here in the main card. Looks like you got some betting interest with Magomed Ankalov in minus 590, a steep price in this situation against Anthony Smith in this light heavyweight bout. Smith is catching plus 420. I know you mentioned parlays. Would this maybe be a situation that you would look to utilize one with the favorite? Yeah, exactly. His price has just been going up and up and up. Ankalaev is the favorite. I agree he should be the favorite. When I look at the stats, he has advantages all over the place. He is the more dangerous striker by far. He has better ground metrics. 
Um, Anthony Smith, the guy is, you know, for he never won a title, but he's been around in that picture for a long time. So he is certainly a veteran. He's very experienced. Um, some of his wins have kind of come out of nowhere. He's got a ton of heart. That's where his nickname comes from. But he's also taken 802 strikes to the head in his UFC career. By several hundred, that is the most of any fighter on this card. So this guy has been damaged. And with each passing year, with all of these fights and brawls that he's been in, the guy is taking damage. And so Ankalaev comes in, and he is a heavy hitter. He punishes people. He's got head kicks. He's got the ground game. If he fights to his potential, he is probably going to roll through Smith. You know, Smith, sometimes he just waits people out. He gets them tired, and then he gets a Hail Mary submission. I don't see that happening here. So I do think, practically speaking, yeah, Ankalaev is probably your parlay anchor for a lot of different plays here because at this price, you'd really have to get down a lot of action to win anything. No doubt. All right, Reed, let's move along. Let's go to some of these prelims here. Just because they're the earlier fights doesn't mean you can't seek out some value. And maybe you could get some here in this lightweight bout. You got Garcia as an underdog, about plus 180 right around there, it seems like, consensus-wise. And then close, about minus 235 as the chalk. What betting angles do you think could be a good spot to approach here? Yeah, these guys actually match up fairly evenly. And um, Garcia is well-sized. He's significantly younger than Close. Uh, but at that price, I am starting to see value on the dog here. I think Garcia does have a chance. Um, it's probably going to be a close decision. I, you know, Separately looking at the over-under here, it's, this is very likely to go the distance. Close is not a finisher. He's not really a, a heavy-handed power striker. He hasn't even attempted a submission attempt. So Garcia is coming in. He does have submissions. He has very similar accuracy stats. So like these guys are both going to have kind of reserved pace. They're going to feel each other out. That stretches the fight out. So I'm liking whatever under, or excuse me, whatever over you're going to give me over 1.5, over 2.5, maybe even goes the distance. You may have to lay juice for that. Uh, in which case, you know, that becomes one of your parlay additions to Ankalaev or Nunez. Um, but I, I see potential for Garcia for an upset. But more importantly, I think he makes this a competitive fight, and it probably lasts three rounds. All right, good deal. Well, hey, Reed, we still got a couple minutes to go. I like to spend the end of the segment like we did last week, kind of letting you go, you know, free for all, right? You have the early prelims, too, along with the prelims. Are there any other fights maybe deeper down that you would recommend some betters to take a look at? Yeah, Jocelyn Edwards versus Ji Yeon Kim looks interesting to me. Edwards uh, is a very, very busy striker. She just fills the void of time, um, and that that'll, that puts a lot of pressure on her opponents, um, makes them fight that uphill battle. And so I like Edwards here, you know, to, to outpoint Kim. Kim, I know that she is a dangerous striker, uh, but if you can't close the distance, if you're always getting body kicks and leg kicks and head kicks, it's just hard to find your spot. And so I'm banking on the fact that Edwards is going to make this an annoying fight for Kim and outpoint her on the cards. Now, on the main card, there is a fight that I was watching very early on. Derek Lewis, very popular fighter. The guy's a, kind of considered a national treasure for the UFC fans. Um, <laughs> hilarious dude. And in every fight, he's in the fight. He can be losing for 15 minutes, but in those final five seconds, he ends up winning with a knockout. And he's done that before. So he is a dangerous guy, but let's be honest, at 37, he's a little bit past his window, and now he's fighting a younger, bigger Southpaw who has even better, more dangerous striker, uh, striking metrics than Lewis has. So I think there's potential here for Pavlovich. Now, 
I think he opened up as an underdog. He has since been steamed, but man, I was all over that early. Pavlovich is still a worthy bet here. You're not gonna you're not gonna see the prices get too out of hand, even tomorrow, right before the fight, because Derek Lewis makes every fight close. But Pavlovich is starting to look like a new up and comer here. He's relatively new. We don't have a ton of data, so that's partly why his his statistics look so amazing right now is because he's finishing people so quickly. But I do see potential here. I like Pavlovich. Um, if he fights smart, which you have to against Lewis, work the body, gas him out, and then unleash the hands. This probably does not go the distance. Lewis is not going to be winning a decision here. Um, he either catches Pavlovich early or he gets bogged down and he gets finished himself. So this fight is unlikely to go the distance, but I'm hoping that it's Pavlovich that's the one getting the finish. Okay, yeah, Pavlovich, like you said, been getting steamed now up to minus 143 at Bet Rivers. And the national treasure, as you uh, deemed Derek Lewis, and rightfully so, he's at plus 117. But that should be an awesome fight as well and really a fun card to look forward to. And hopefully we can cash some tickets like we did last week along the way. Reed, thank you very much for making some time. Best of luck with all those plays. And thank you again for all the insight. My pleasure. You got it. All right, Reed Coon, folks, at Fightnomics, where you could follow him on the old tweet. Man, he'll keep you updated throughout the Octagon tomorrow. Should be an awesome card. I know I'll be tailing Reed. The dude has been crushing it, like we said, and, man, he knows what to do when it comes to betting some UFC. So awesome segment with Reed. Big shout-out to him. Coming next here on Rush Hour, let's talk a little bit of baseball. I got one play on the diamond tonight in that Yankees game. Yes, they're a big favorite. No, we don't really want to lay that much, but how can we attack the Bronx Bombers tonight, I'll tell you how. And we'll get a sneak peek, just a little tease with that Cubs game taking on the Giants once again. More baseball betting coming here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion and for that to be centered around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly. Pittsburgh and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, back at it here on a Friday evening, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and the show is Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Time to talk a little baseball. It's a pretty good slate. Only a couple games that drew some interest in me, which resulted in one dime tonight. So with that being said, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Danny's dime, not plural, just Danny's dime tonight. But we're going to have to take you out to the East Coast to get a preview of this game. I'm talking New York, and I'm talking Yankees and Royals. The Yankees, a big favorite to say the least. Minus 385 right now at Bet Rivers. Sheesh, not uh, not looking to lay that tonight. Even if you want to do the run line, it's minus a buck 75. My goodness. The Royals plus 310. If you want to take the run in the hook with Kansas City, plus 143. Totals at eight and a half. A little bit of juice to the under. Minus 113 is the exact price. So I wanted to get involved in the Yankees in some capacity. Not that I was in love with them in the spot per se, but it's more so I've, I've done it a couple times. I think I'm like one and one in doing so, and it hasn't been an overwhelming victory in the one spot where it happened. But anytime I see this pitcher's name, it kind of, you know, pops up like a light bulb in my head, almost like an alarm, like, hey, you got to recognize this game and see if there's an opportunity to fade him. And that would be Chris Bubich, the pitcher. For the Kansas City Royals, a southpaw at that, and he's not having a stellar year to say the least. Now, he has picked it up a little bit as of late. However, his numbers overall, uh, nothing you really want to back. So he's 2-6. and six. He's got an ERA over 5, 5.53 to be exact. His FIP is just as bad at 5.08. He's walking five guys per nine innings, not good whatsoever. High home run to fly ball ratio at 14%. And his Sierra also in the fives, 5.04. Oh, and guess what? His whip, walks and hits per innings pitch, 1.65. You typically want to be below 1.30. 
Now at home, he actually has performed even worse with a 534 ERA tonight. They're on the road where he's got a 478 FIP or 534 FIP at home, pardon me, 478 FIP on the road. So like I said, though, his, terrible, uh, his numbers have not been terrible this past month. But does that mean that we're going to expect him to do well against the Yankees and a Yankees team that is probably a little annoyed and frustrated that it took a walk-off home run from Aaron Judge to win just one nothing against the lowly Kansas City Royals? you got to envision these bats can wake up tonight if you're the New York Yankees. Now, that leads me to looking at the perspective of the total runs bet. And at Bet Rivers, you can bet the Yankees team total over five and a half plus 104 seem to be the best price in the state of Illinois. However, if you do a little bit of shopping, you can get the alternate team total runs. And I saw anywhere from four and a half at minus 155 to just a flat five at the price of minus 120. And that's what I ended up betting. Yankees team total runs over five at minus 120. I'm thinking... You know, with that flat number of five, like I pretty much have them a little bit over five in terms of where I would project them to get. About six seems right for this Yankees team tonight if they can get a normal type of offense going. Because the wind is blowing out as well at Yankee Stadium, about 10 miles per hour to left center field. And the Yankees, as we know, well, their bats have been awesome, but specifically at home against Southpaws, where they have an 816 OPS. Their Woba is 350. And then their weighted runs created plus, not too shabby, 130 to be exact. And look, Bubich, when you look at his starts, six out of 16 of his starts, the opposing team has ended up scoring more than five runs altogether. His only start against the Yankees this year, the Yankees did end up scoring 12 runs. They won 12 to two. That was back on April 29th. Granted, Bubich only gave up three runs on four hits, but that's what kind of shows you how the rest of this Royals team is. Bubich gave up a few. Then the bullpen just went crazy in the wrong way. And they're still doing that. They have a bad ERA. It's 453 and a whip throughout their bullpen of 149. Not a bullpen you want to invest in whatsoever. Now, if you look at the entirety of this Yankees season, just to get a sample size, out of 67 games, or pardon me, 67 wins, 35 of those 67 wins by the Yankees have been by six or more runs. And if you get it down to five, which I played over five minus 120, they get 10 more games under their belt. 45 out of 67 wins have been by five or more runs for the Yankees. They're averaging the most runs per game in Major League Baseball at 5.3. And just to throw it out there at home, they're averaging 5.2 this season, which of course is also at the top of the list. But I did want to take advantage here because, yeah, Garrett Cole's pitching. That's also why the Yankees are a big favorite. And I do want to take advantage of the Yankees coming off an off night and going against a poor pitcher in Bubich. How can we do that? I believe it's by taking their total runs over five at the price of minus 120. So that's my one official play with baseball tonight. I did have a strong lean in another game. We cashed uh, our ticket last night fading the Cubs. And I mention that because the game tonight is one that is also kind of drawing interest. And, man, I mean, you got Marcus Stroman taking the bump for the Cubbies. You got Alex Cobb starting for the Giants. And Alex Cobb's numbers are pretty reliable. I mean, he's got a higher ERA of 426, but his FIP is 294 and his Sierra is 325. He's been pitching better at home, and nobody on the Cubs lineup really has faced Alex Cobb. So it seems like a good situation for him. 
with Marcus Stroman. Now, if you've been following the Cubs, if you've been following Marcus Stroman, you know it's kind of been a whirlwind of a first year being a part of the Chicago Cubs. He's been injured. He's had bad starts. Oh, and he's been terrible at Wrigley Field, by the way. He has a 5.06 FIP at the friendly confines compared to 294 at away ballparks. But this year, Stroman has accumulated a record of 2-5, and five, an ERA of 4.38, a FIP of 372 and then a Sierra of 363. So those numbers aren't terrible, right? But he does have a high home run to fly ball ratio at 16%, solid whip at 1.15. But do you trust Marcus Stroman here? The last few starts would lead you to believe that you can't because in the month of July, he has endured three starts and throughout those three starts, he's gone 14.1 innings pitched, allowed just eight hits and only two earned runs while racking up 14 strikeouts. And it wasn't against the easiest opponents, folks. He went to Los Angeles against the Dodgers, had the Mets at home, and then went to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. But there's just something kind of deep down that scares me and causes me to be hesitant with fully trusting Marcus Stroman here. But the numbers are good. He's done better as of late. Talked about the Giants and their hitting splits yesterday. They thrive at home against lefties. When it comes to righties at home, not the same situation. Their OPS drops to 682, and their weighted runs created plus is only 101. So even if Stroman is a little bit off his game, maybe the Giants' bats aren't going to be able to do enough to catch up. And we talked about the Cubs' bats, right? I mean, Alex Cobb has been a really good pitcher. The Cubs are doing okay against lefties. When they go against righties and away from Wrigley Field, that's also where they kind of take a hit. They got a 696 OPS and then a 96 weighted runs created plus. So what does this equal up to? Well, like I usually do because of the Chicago City cast, I make my lines for this game and compare it to the opener at Bet Rivers. And I had the Giants minus 135. Bet Rivers had a minus 133. So we're pretty much right on the money. I do think the Giants have the advantage, the better pitching, maybe not the better bullpen, slightly better hitting if they can get back on track. And the Cubs have distractions, right, with the trade deadline looming in the future. Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, what's going to happen? They're going to be inevitably shipped off somewhere. But I still don't feel entirely comfortable going with the Giants on the money line in this situation. But rather, I would maybe entertain something with the total. I opened it at 7.5, as did Bet Rivers. And look, you're still getting this total at a short spot here, 7.5 with the juice to the under minus 118. But if you've listened to the show, you know that I don't like to bet full game unders, especially if it's as low as 7.5. So then I was looking at the first five under, and at Bet Rivers, it was as low as three and a half, which is way too low for me to want to get involved with. A lot of other books had it at four, but you're paying a, a little bit of a price to the under. And honestly, our bets with the first five unders have not gone too great. So I'm contemplating how would I get involved in this game? Well, at Bet Rivers, what they let you do as well is look at the first three innings. This isn't a bet that I've gotten involved with, but I thought it was an interesting option to bring up. You can bet the first three innings under two and a half total runs. The best price I saw in Illinois was minus 140. That's ultimately what kind of steered me away. I don't want to lay that much for just two and a half runs. But some, well, I guess the reason why it kind of drew me there too is because Stroman doesn't really go that deep. His last two out of three starts, he's only gone four innings. And if I'm betting a first five under, I want my starting pitcher on backing to go the full length. That's where that may be more enticing to go with the first three innings under. And also Cobb has done a lot better in those first few innings as opposed to when he get to the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. So if you don't mind laying the chalk, that could be something to consider for this Cubs and Giants game under two and a half runs, minus 140. But again, that 
that price was a little bit too chalky for myself. So it's going to remain a strong lean. No official play for the Giants and the Cubbies tonight, but our official play on the diamond, we're going with the Yankees. Total runs over five at the price of minus 120. All right, quick break here, folks, and we'll bring it back. Talk with our guy Jonathan Von Tobel about some college football. Can't wait. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now, folks. You can start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, which includes team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and you'll get everything we offer for the entire football season, which of course includes our upcoming Pro Football Betting Guide. So make sure you subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in the Windy City. But let's kick it out to Sin City now, where we're going to talk to Jonathan Von Tobel at MeJVT, where you can follow him on Twitter. We were just talking to everybody about the college football betting guide. And, man, JVT had an excellent write-up when it comes to the Mountain West Conference right in your neck of the woods, JVT. And, look, you know, kind of briefly going over these odds, I mean, Boise State is a short shot at 2-1, to one. Fresno State plus 260, Air Force plus 450. Then the list goes on and on. And we'll get to those individually. But I guess when you first kind of broke this down and you were looking at where these odds were posted, is there a team that kind of caught you off guard, whether you're like, man, this team looks to be over overrated they're getting a lot of love they don't deserve or the opposite of that to where you're like wow this is some good value you know I, I think you start with the first team that you've named Danny it's Boise State Boise State I think to me is a very overvalued team and it's based really on rep reputation as opposed to strength and look their defense is going to be really good this year they have a lot coming back they have about eight guys coming back multiple all-conference guys in that defense but for me, it starts with them offensively. If you look at what they've output there statistically a season ago, we have like lows over the last seven, eight seasons for Boise State in terms of their offensive production last year. And while they bring back seven guys, it's mostly seven guys on a poor offense. Hank Bachmeyer, their quarterback, for example, a dude who turns the ball over consistently, a guy who eats a lot of sacks. He's a big reason why. They had 27 sacks allowed a season ago. I think Boise State is at the top of that list. And then you throw in a really tough schedule for the Broncos that they're going to have a lot of coin flip spots, some underdog spots against a better conference. And, of course, a lot of the big dogs they have to take on themselves. I think immediately when you look at these teams, and you're trying to pick out which team might be a little overvalued, it's Boise State. Because for my money, the best team in the conference is Fresno State, and I think the second best team in the conference is an Air Force, not Boise State. And that would give you a pretty overvalued favorite in my mind. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought up Air Force because that's the team I was going to go to next. And like we mentioned, they're third in the odds in terms of the shortest odds. They're plus 450 at Bet Rivers. You're seeing a win total of 8.5 over a little bit of juice, minus 115. But look, JVT, this team always seems to be competitive, and clearly you're thinking that could be the same case for this season. Why do you like this team so much heading into this upcoming year? 
You start with them offensively, right? Last year, 31 points per game, 424 yards per game. And you're thinking, okay, well, why does that matter from last year? Well, they got eight starters back this year. So they're going to be able to replicate a lot of what they did a season ago. Their offensive line was not one of the best in the Mountain West. It was one of the best in the country. And actually, they were a finalist for the Joe Moore Award last year, which give, you know it's the award that's given to the best offensive lines in the country. That offensive line was a finalist. They lose one guy from that unit. So this is a really good offensive line. It returns a vast amount of starters. Ezekiel Daniels comes back at quarterback. He's actually, I would say, one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks our Air Force has ever had under Troy Calhoun. And you have him. You have along with Brad Roberts, their fullback. Him and Ezekiel Daniels combined, 2,100 yards on the ground, Danny, and 30, I think, what, yeah, 24 touchdowns. They were incredible last year. And a majority of that production is coming back. So that's where you start. This Air Force team is going to be one of the best running attacks in the country, bar none. They're going to be absolutely fantastic. Defensively, they lose a little bit. But if you look at what they did last year, probably a step back. But they were incredible last year. We're talking about less than 20 points per game, less than 300 uh, yards per game allowed. You bring back one of the better linebackers in the conference. You have a really good defensive lineman as well. All of these things put together with a schedule that is really opportunistic, depending on where you look. Steve Mackinnon has them favored in every single game. I've got them favored in every game but two. Adam Burke projected that potentially they're going to be an underdog in one game. This is something where Air Force has a really good opportunity in front of them this year. And I think that's kind of why you like them. And to our opening question, right, that's why you look at them overall in terms of winning the Mountain West. I don't think they should be the third shot on the board. I don't think they should be 450. Wow. Okay. Air Force, a lot of high hopes coming into this season. I like it. And then JVT, uh, just one of the other top teams briefly that we mentioned, Fresno State, they are ahead in terms of the odds list um, in front of Air Force, and they're plus 260 right now. Their win total ticks up to a flat nine. The over is even money. So what do we think out of Fresno State? Is this a team that, you know, you'd maybe, well, obviously you're putting a little bit of an overrated label on Boise State. Does Fresno give you more confidence than this Broncos squad? Yeah, by my money, as much as I love Air Force, and a lot of it has to do with their schedule, the best team in the Mountain West is the Fresno State Bulldogs. You start a quarterback, Jake Hayner comes back. He flirted with the transfer portal in the offseason, but he is back with seven other guys around him. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns last season. He gets his top two receivers back. He gets a 700-yard rusher back. He gets the majority of his offensive line back. Jeff, uh, Jeff Tedford takes over as head coach, and while you think, oh, well, Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, is gone, that's kind of a problem. It's not. For those who don't know, Jeff Tedford was actually the head coach for Fresno State from 2017 to 2019. In that stretch, they went to two Mountain West title games and won one under Tedford. So they, uh, they it's pretty much status quo with their head coaching position, despite the fact that there is turnover there and defensively. This is a team that gave up 20 points per game, 3.6 yards per carry up front. They bring seven guys back. We're talking about at every single level of their defense. There is a returning all-conference producer there, and they're battle-tested, Danny. That's the best part. Last year, 20-point underdogs. They cover wire to wire. They could win the game against Oregon. Ultimately, they fall. Two weeks later, they go to the Rose Bowl after UCLA upsets LSU, and they beat then number 13 UCLA. So this group has played games together. They have played in big spots. They have won those games. They have a head coach that has led this very program to a title just four years ago. There's a lot to like about this Fresno State team. So by my money, they're the best team in the conference. I bet them a 3-1 to one to win the Mountain West, and I think that's where you're going to go here. If you're looking at a value on the board, you could get Fresno State Air Force at those plus prices that should be shorter, and you could find yourself with both of those teams facing off with one another in a Mountain West title game in a couple of months.
Yeah, I like that strategy a lot. Plus 260 Fresno, Air Force plus 450, and you're right, could be the top two teams in that conference, and you'll be sitting pretty nice if they end up squaring off. Uh, JBT, going right in your backyard, how about the running Rebels of UNLV? I mean, this team's kind of been a body bag as of late, and they're at the bottom in terms of their odds, 50-1. to 1. Is this a team that you think may be competitive in some spots, or is this just a squad that you still got to almost look to fade consistently? Uh, no, and you were actually down big if you faded them last year, Danny. They were 7-5 and five against the spread last year, UNLV was. They were actually a really good cover team under Marcus Arroyo, and they had some spots. They went on the road against Fresno State. Uh, they only lost that game by eight. They covered. Uh, they were, I think, a very sizable underdog, I want to say, in the range of 10-14 to 14 against San Diego State. They covered that game against the Aztecs as well at home. This was a team that actually fought and showed some real skill and some real growth a season ago. And coming into this year, there's a really good room in terms of quarterback. But what's best for them is actually their strength wide receiver. Like, this is arguably going to be the best offense under Marcus Arroyo. The schedule's pretty tough, though. So I don't want to look at them like a win total perspective. Because if you look at their – they were talking about we have – Utah State, San Jose State, Notre Dame, San Diego State, Air Force, all on the schedule for UNLV. It's going to be pretty tough. But this is a team that showed growth last year. It was one of the better ATS teams in the conference. I don't want to bet them over the total, but I think UNLV is going to be a team that is worth backing because they have returning production at quarterback. Tennessee transfer comes in as well to potentially take the job if he's going to win it in camp. They're going to be an ATS type of team for me as opposed to looking at them to have success. So hopefully they find growth, they continue to cover games, and they're going to float around that four-win mark. All right, JVT, we got about 90 seconds to go. Any other team we haven't hit on that you could think may be valuable to talk about, whether it's a game-by-game -game situation with their conference odds or their win total? I would say look out for San Jose State. This is a really interesting program. Brent Brennan comes in, and it's weird. It's his sixth season, Danny, and in the previous five, he's had – Four losing records, except one of them, which was the COVID-shortened year. They went 7-1 and won a Mountain West title. But this year, they've got six guys coming back on offense. They bring in Hawaii transfer quarterback Shavon Cordero, who's really, really solid. Nick Nash comes back as well, their second-leading passer. So they have depth at quarterback. But their defense is going to be sick. Kate Hall is the best defensive end in the conference. He's got an all-Mountain West linebacker behind him and Kyle Harmon. This team has a lot of returning production coming back, San Jose State does. And if you look at it as a whole, this should be one of Brent Brennan's better teams outside of the Mountain West title team in the COVID-shortened year. And if you look at the schedule as a whole, five of their conference opponents have win totals of five and a half or lower. They host Portland State in the season opener. They should be favored in a home game against Western Michigan. This is a really opportunistic schedule for a team that's got a lot of returning production this year. So if you're looking for an over on a win total or a potential fly in the ointment in terms of Mountain West title game, I would really look at San Jose State. This is one of the better rosters that Brennan had in a while, and I think this is a team that's capable of making some noise in the conference. 14-1 to to win the conference. Six and a half is their win total. A little bit of plus money to the over, plus 115. I like it. JVT, appreciate you making some time, my man. Great work with your write-up for college football. Looking forward to talking more with you as we get closer to the season. Of course, buddy. Thanks for having me. You got it. At me, JVT, where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch him hosting here on VSIN The Edge with Matt Humans. They're talking plenty of college football. And don't forget the NFL coming soon enough. Can't wait. But hey, VSIN.com slash subscribe if you want all of VSIN's content with the college football betting guide. Every single team, every single conference, and all the different bets. We've got you covered. All right, more bets coming your way. Final segment, AFC West preview continued. Let's hone in on the Broncos coming next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it... Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with some new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. So go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com and make your baseball same game parlays today. Final segment here on this Friday evening. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Appreciate you being with us as we carry you into your weekend. Remember, you can always follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5 and at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. It's time to finish this show off talking some National Football League, right? We've been discussing the AFC West. We talked about the Chiefs, talked about the Chargers, did more college football yesterday, but now we're back 
back in action with the AFC West and what could be the biggest question mark team, or at least one of the two, the Raiders next to them, of the unknowns. Are they going to be great? Are they going to be right in the middle? Who knows? But let's investigate with the Denver Broncos. All right, last year they're coming off a 7-10 and 10 season, but they're also coming into a new season with a completely different look in some of the most important areas, right? Your head coach and your quarterback. Russell Wilson, the new quarterback for the Denver Broncos. They also bring in Randy Gregory, by the way. He's been banged up. But that's really the other notable acquisition for this Denver squad. They went all, all over the place in the draft. Nothing too notable. But we know with their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, will be taking over the reins. We'll see how soon they can get some success going. And just to refresh you, in case you don't recall, their offense consists of Javante Williams in the backfield, along with Melvin Gordon. Wide receiver core of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, although he's coming back from an ACL injury. But they do have some solid weapons, much like Russ did in Seattle. But the difference is, hey, maybe you got a competent offensive-minded head coach and better protection with your offensive line. What you won't have is an easy division, okay? And that puts them with a win total of 10, and for them to come out on top of the division, plus 270. Those are some of the key odds you got to consider when it comes to Denver. Uh, for them to make the postseason, the yes is minus 139, the no's plus 115. To win the AFC, it's plus 850, and to win the whole dang thing, go to the Super Bowl and win it. 17 to 1 is your value with Denver as of this moment. So let's get into it with their schedule. Separate it with the winnable, losable, and toss-up games. The winnable games for Denver, uh, they start off pretty nice. Week one at Seattle, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, like I said when we talked about him the other night, who cares if it's either one of them, probably not going to be advantageous for the Seahawks. And it's a revenge game immediately out of the gate. So you got to think the big nod goes to Russell Wilson in that spot. Then week two, you come back to the Mile High City, First home game for Russell Wilson. Who better to get it against than a team we bet under four and a half wins? The Houston Texans should be a very favorable spot for the Denver Broncos. Carrying it along, week three versus San Francisco. I'm not that high on Trey Lance, and even if he does look okay and serviceable by week three, I still give a little bit more faith into Denver, and especially at home. That's going to be a tough environment for Trey Lance to have a good game in. Week seven is your next winnable game. You get the Jets at home. Not that high in the Jets. We talked about it uh, the other day. We talked about it with uh, with Kramer, uh, Ryan Kramer. And look, uh, he's on the same page as me. I mean, there's a lot of hype with the Jets based on what they did with the draft, but still a lot of work to go. And it's not going to be good for the Jets going to the Mile High City. Then you get an international game in London. You get the Jaguars. Still should be a winnable game for you. Then week 12, you're at Carolina against Arnold, against Baker. Who cares? That should be a good spot for you. Let's move on to the losable games, the really tough spots. And a lot of this is baked in with the assumption they're going to split some of these games. Like week four at Las Vegas. They could probably split two of the games with the Raiders. Tougher one is going to be in Las Vegas, presumably. Same thing with the Chargers. Week six at Los Angeles. That should be the tougher spot. But then outside of the division, Week 13, you're at Baltimore. It's flooded over Twitter right now. Lamar Jackson having his best training camp. It's been like two days, but apparently he's looking great. Regardless, I am actually high on Baltimore, and I do think that's going to be a tough spot for Russell Wilson and company. So I give the slight edge to Baltimore, as do I, your opponent for this next game in Week 16 at Los Angeles against the Rams. By that point, hopefully they push the Super Bowl hangover beside them. They need to get these wins, and that's a big one to get for the Rams. 
Week 17, you'll probably split with Kansas City at best, and at Kansas City, you will probably lose that game more often than not. Now let's go into the toss-up games, the 50-50 spots. Week 5 versus the Colts. Now you may think this is in the winnable category, and that certainly would be pushed into that, into that direction sooner than the losable. But early on in the season, maybe the Colts are looking great. Maybe it's a closer point, uh, point spread than you think. And hey, Russell Wilson has been prone to losing some games he probably shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't think it's a definitive great spot for the Broncos. So that's a 50-50 spot. Same with Week 10 at Tennessee. I think you do end up winning that game. I'm not that high in the Titans, but it is post your bye week. So you'll have more time to rest and prepare. But, you know, going to Tennessee, still a solid team. Not going to be a great team, but solid enough. So I'll give it a 50-50. And then even though I assumed you'll split with these teams, getting the Raiders at home, Las Vegas is going to be a good team. That's a toss-up. Week 14 versus Kansas City, absolutely a toss-up. Week 15 versus Arizona, by that point, maybe the Cardinals have it figured out, although you probably win that game. And then Week 18 versus the Chargers, we're assuming you split with the Chargers, but still I think Justin Herbert and company have a better team, so that still will be classified as a toss-up game. So remember, their win total, like we stated, at Bat Rivers is set at 10 over under minus 110. What do you do with that flat number? I think it's set appropriately. I mean, I have them right at 9 to 10 wins. But I would lean a little bit more so to them trending toward the under more so than I would bank on them getting 11 wins. Remember, it's an incredibly tough division. And while we're very high on this Broncos team because of Russell Wilson being implemented, how soon are they going to see instant success? Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen throughout the first three weeks, winnable games like we talked about. But what about when they get into the tougher situations? What about when they're playing away from home? Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be a proven great coach immediately? Is Russell Wilson going to live up to the hype that he had had before the past couple of struggling years? You know what? He probably will. But there still are some questions with this team. I mean, you don't have Vic Fangio now. It's not a defensive-oriented team. How is the defense going to look? I don't know. I do think they're going to be fun. Of course, they'll be competitive, and they'll win a good amount of games. I just don't think they're a top-two team in the division. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are. I'm not saying they're worse than the Raiders, but I'm just not ready to sip the Kool-Aid for Russell Wilson to the Broncos just yet. Somebody's going to have to suffer in this division, so to speak, to a certain extent. It's not the easiest of schedule for the Denver Broncos. At best, I think they get 10 wins. Realistically, I could see them ending up at 9. So nothing that I'm going to play officially here with Denver, but the gravitation of a lean would go toward under 10 at the price of minus 110. But this team, again, is kind of just more of a question mark squad. How soon can they get it going? More importantly, how soon can they get things clicking against the top-tier teams within their division and some of those tough road games like at Baltimore, at the Rams? Uh, you got some other tricky spots like we mentioned, you know, uh, Kansas City on the road. Are you going to be able to keep it close in that environment toward the end of the year? And we never know what's going to happen with injuries. Russell Wilson finally got like his first major one last season. Let's see what he can do out of the gates, but nothing worth the bet for me as of this point. But a small lean to the under for the Denver Broncos. That's what I got for them and their season outlook. We still got the Raiders to go. Not sure what I'm going to do with them. Brady Cannon and I were talking about Derek Carr, though. Maybe a little bit of value on him to win MVP. Just a little bit. Could be a tad bit of a sprinkle. But in terms of a full bet, we did have one tonight. In case you missed it toward the beginning of the show, we had one Danny's Dime 
and that was on the diamond, and that involved this Yankees game as they take on the Kansas City Royals, and they are almost a $4 favorite. Not the Royals, the Yankees, naturally, and that's because he got Garrett Cole taking the bump, but more importantly, that's because he got Chris Bubich taking the bump, who has been no bueno for the Royals with a 5.08 FIP. He's walking five guys per nine innings, a high home run to fly ball ratio at 14%. Two and six record, 5.53 ERA. The Yankees against lefties at home. WRC plus of 130, OPS of 816. This team has gone over five runs in 45 out of 67 games, or it's been a win by five or more in all of their wins this year. They only got one run last night. I think they come in a little bit aggravated because of that, knowing you got a very advantageous spot against Bubich, who you were able to put up 12 against their squad the last time you faced him. He only gave up three, but their bullpen is abysmal as well, with an ERA close to five. So give me the Yankees here, not as a huge favorite on the money line, but in a different way to bet them with their team total over five runs. That's how I'm looking to handicap baseball tonight. I know it's a entertaining slate, but I didn't really see that many good spots in terms of betting. Like we talked about with the Cubs and Giants game, would look to maybe bet an under in some kind of capacity in that spot, whether it's first three under two and a half or first five under four. Didn't like it enough to get there, but that would be a lean for another spot in baseball. But that's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour. Appreciate you being with us on this Friday evening. Best of luck with whatever you are playing. Enjoy your weekend. And, hey, best of luck if you're tailing Reed with his plays for UFC tomorrow. You bet I'll be. We'll catch up again on Monday, folks. Take care. Meet Gary. Hi. For years, Gary's felt an overwhelming desire to be a pro goalie. Let's see how that's going. <laughs> Gary, you can play to win with BetRivers.com, featuring award-winning customer service in the excitement of same service, in the excitement of same service, in the excitement of same service, in the... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.